0: It's Friday, June 2nd, and this is Pennsylvania Legacies, the podcast series from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. I'm Josh Rollerson. The Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection receives tens of thousands of permit applications every year. They also get lots of public input on those proposed projects. Not all of it is helpful.
1: We want public input. We make better decisions based on it, but we need it to be relevant.
0: Today, we hear from one of the people responsible for fielding all that information submitted by industry, by environmental groups, property owners, municipal governments, and others. She says for DEP to make the right decisions, each of those stakeholders has to bring their A-game to the public comment process.
1: People that place applications before us have spent a lot of money and they've invested a great deal in those applications. Folks who want to engage in that process have to do a similar thing.
0: Alexandra Ciartini is chief counsel at DEP. She gave the keynote at PEC's regional awards dinner last month in Pittsburgh, where she called on the audience to practice and promote what DEP Secretary Patrick McDonald calls varsity citizenship. We'll unpack what that means in a few minutes. First, though, let's listen to Alex Ciartini's keynote speech at the 2017 Western Pennsylvania Environmental Awards.
1: room. It's somewhat intimidating to speak in front of, frankly. I am a native of Pittsburgh, so it's always nice to come back here. Um, but, you know, Davitt tonight really wanted me to talk about the state of the environment, and it's a tricky topic these days. In our very polarized discussion, it is, it is hard for me to come up with a number of topics that would not offend somebody in this room. What I really want to focus on, frankly, is what all of us, Individuals in this room, environmental organizations, corporations, environmental advocacy groups, and DEP can do better. How do we move forward with slashed budgets? How do we move forward with the dialogue that we have today? It's my strong belief, and I think most of the people in this room probably share this belief, that environmental protection or environmental sound practices are not mutually exclusive with business. Business interest can align with strong environmental practices. And it's unique to be in the position that I'm in right now because this agency makes decisions that affect people's lives, their property, and their health every day. And for that reason, I will say we are under a microscope and we should be. It makes our job to balance everybody's interests, very challenging, especially in these times that we have remarkably polarized dialogue. I will say our agency, and this is sort of my theme for the evening, has to balance, and when I say balance, it means a lot of things to me. We have to think about all of our constituents. That sounds like a legislative term, but the reality is my agency represents the environment, it represents environmental advocacy groups, it represents interests of people who are applying to us for approvals and permits. We represent pipeline companies, we represent the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. All of those interests come to our agency and seek some sort of redress, some sort of approval, some sort of protection of the resources that we all share. Balance in our context means we should be interpreting our regulations in a consistent manner. To that end, our agency, and I will say this, having been working in this field for the last 20 years, we are working internally to manage consistency in ways that we have not done before. I ask you to give us some of that space to allow us to implement these practices and these management tools, but we are working to enhance our consistency across the state. It is challenging and has forever been the challenge of this agency, which is a very large agency that that spans the entire state. We are working to make timely decisions on applications. It is a challenge when we have limited staff. However, we have to get it done. We have to do it. And when I say timely decisions, I don't mean there are always going to be approvals. There will be denials. Because people want timely decisions, it doesn't mean it's always gonna be the decision that you want. <laughs> we have to make sure that our decisions are aligned with and comply with the regulations and the statutes. And along those lines, I will tell you, for those of you who are aware of it, the permit decision guarantee that was issued a number of years ago, that is back. It will be implemented at the department. It will be implemented without loopholes at the department. It will be implemented in ways that, again, we will be making decisions on applications. We will be defending those decisions in an active way. Balance also means that we should be giving interested parties legitimate opportunities to be heard on issues. To that end, we have done a number of things um, since I've been at the department. We've been enhancing public involvement opportunities across all programs. We're putting more applications out for public comment, in many cases where it is not required under any statute or regulation. We are extending or expanding public comment periods where necessary and appropriate. We are holding more public hearings across the state on projects. We're finding better ways to engage the environmental justice communities across the state. We, I think, have been out of touch with a lot of those communities over the years, and it's been waxing and waning in terms of our appreciation of those communities. And we really are focusing on engaging those communities in ways that are meaningful and helpful to them. We're adding more and more information to our website. That sounds a little bit 2001, but <laughs> but the reality is we are sort of in 2001 from a technology standpoint. But we are using our website in a much more effective way. Um, at least we are, we are working to do that, and any input anybody has, please provide it. We're trying to create information that, again, will provide more awareness of what we're doing and why we're taking the actions that we take when we're using our website and enables people to do reviews of documents that they otherwise would have had to have made an appointment in our file rooms in any one of our offices, which is inconvenient and frankly, I oftentimes had a 30 day appeal period that I was dealing with and couldn't even get into the file room to look at the, (laughs) the document I was seeking to appeal. So we're trying to avoid that in the future. I will tell you this, however, again, from the balance standpoint, enhanced public involvement does not mean unlimited public involvement. And I say that because we've got a lot of folks that don't seem to understand or don't appreciate that there are applicants. Applicants need to get decisions on their applications. So for example, for public comment periods, we will in some cases do additional public comment periods Where the application that was originally noticed has materially changed at the time when we're ready to issue a permit or deny a permit. Only where the application has material changed. It's not because 20 people missed the original 30 day period or 60 day period or 120 day period. We can't do that. We can't do that for applicants and we can't do it for environmental groups or anybody. We need to be pretty consistent Another example is public hearings. Literally, we get questions, we get requests from all over the globe to do public hearings because they're part of networks, I think. That is not the purpose of our public hearings and frankly, we can't hold an infinite number and an infinite um, locations for public hearings. It needs to be relevant and it should be the local people. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, my first goal was that nobody walks out of this this conversation, so good. Balance also means we should be transparent in our decisions so that the public understands both the decision that we're making and why we're making it. To that end, we are improving transparency again across all programs. Our agency receives a significant amount of data and information um, from permittees, from uh, all sorts of um, entities. It is oftentimes in an undigestible state. It comes in in spreadsheets, it may come in in um, computer printouts that are meaningless to the public. We are trying to take the information that we are consistently asked for or asked about and condense it or reformat it into a meaningful format for people to be able to use and understand. The relevance of it, the importance of it, and what it means. We've created things like the pipeline portal. This is a page on our website, or a series of pages on our website, that because pipelines are of interest to a lot of people, um, we have created, again, citizen-friendly information explaining the, the permitting process, what permits are commonly required for pipeline projects, what programs, we cite the regulations, we provide them with links to the regulations. We also, for all of the major pipeline projects, we have created pages for each of them. So you can actually go onto those project pages and look at the applications that the department is reviewing. We're also implementing e-permitting. Sounds remarkably boring and and stupid to a lot of people, (laughs) but e-permitting, frankly, again, increases transparency in that you can now track a permit. Again, you will be able to go onto a GIS map, click on a dot where the permit application is on the Pennsylvania map, and you'll be able to pull up all inspection reports and all of their application. E-inspections are remarkably important for us because they get our inspectors, they save them one day a week because they don't have to input data from all of their inspections on Friday or Thursday or whatever. They can be out in the field that much longer. The other thing that it's helping us do is get that information onto public web page. We're also trying to incorporate electronic comment to make it easier for people to submit comments to us, both on applications where we're seeking public comment, but also I spend a few days, um, a year, answering comments from people or questions from people that just come in from the public. Balance also means that we should be effectively communicating with the public. Some of the things I've said fall into that category, but we also really need to enhance our ability to communicate with the public. And that is utilizing fact sheets that are helpful. That is creating documents that are citizen friendly, that are not remarkably technical in how they explain things. When we're out doing field inspections, we need our inspectors to be comfortable to communicate what they're seeing with the landowner or the permittee. We've gotten away from that, I think. And we need to start educating again. We have an environmental educator who we've recently hired, and, and they um, are going to be tasked with getting out there more and educating the public. Fortunately, I will say, this is a room of great doers. Right now is a remarkable time for all of you. <laughs> and I'm coining, <laughs> I'm taking a phrase from Patrick, my secretary it's varsity citizenship. We have our budgets cut, the feds will be cutting our budget f- further. Some of you will be our eyes and ears on the ground. Corporations need to step forward where you have environmental ethics or, or mission statements. Take those to heart and use them, apply them throughout what you do every day. I've worked for companies that do that. They tend to be the more profitable companies, I'll be honest with you in my experience. The companies that, that just treat it as words on the wall tend to be the ones that are struggling. And and that is a pretty consistent um, observation. Lobby honestly. Lobby the heck out of whatever legislator you want to, but lobby honestly. And engage openly with the department. We can only make really good decisions if we're fully informed. If we understand what you can live with, what you absolutely can't live with, why can you not live with it? And then we can balance All of the interests, which is what we're supposed to do. Individual citizens and environmental groups, and I'm almost done. For you, this is your time to raise money. I recognize that, and I hope that you do it. You have to use that money remarkably wisely. Understand the regulations that we work in. Understand what our role is in the authorization, the policy, whatever context you're working in. Understand what our legal authority limits are. And I tell you that because I want your comments to be remarkably relevant and helpful to us. I want you to be providing us with information that we need that we wouldn't otherwise get. This is true of corporate citizens too. You have to be ready for 30-day public comment periods. I know it is remarkably onerous for anybody to look at a massive application and have 30 days to provide comments You need to invest just like the applicant has invested. You need to invest in experts. You need to invest the time in submitting comments to us. Otherwise, I'm going to get 300 comments that say, I don't want this in my backyard, but I can't do anything with that comment. It's not relevant to the decisions we're making. It's important, and it's certainly relevant to the person making it, but in terms of our decision making authority, that is not helpful to us. So I need you to make the same investment. If you do that, if the corporations do that, if business, if small business, individuals and environmental groups participate fully and truly in a material way, we will make better decisions. We want public input, we need your input. We need your input in rulemaking packages. We need your input in in decisions that we make on permits and and authorizations. We need it on policy. But if the conversation is, again, either polarized, not relevant or inaccurate, it is remarkably difficult for us. Everybody will continue to be remarkably irritated with everything we do. (laughs) And I'm hoping we get away from that. Again, It's important that we make good decisions, that we continue to do things better, frankly, and we want your interests to all be represented well before our agency. I just want to say thank you again and congratulations to all of the award recipients.
0: DEP Chief Counsel Alex Giottini speaking last month at the Western Pennsylvania Environmental Awards Ceremony at the Westin Hotel and Convention Center in Pittsburgh. I caught up with her in the lobby after the dinner to follow up on some of what she talked about. You spoke about some of the challenges that DEP is dealing with and uh, some of the priorities that you've said going forward, transparency, uh, accessibility, and moving moving the technology forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, our, our part of my comments really were focused on the fact that my agency sits in the middle of all of the issues that relate to our environment and we have to find ways to balance all of those interests. Sometimes they're competing, sometimes they're directly competing, sometimes it's a little more complex than that. But there are a number of things that we can do better and that we should be working on and we are working on. Increased transparency is one. Um, getting. Permit decisions, getting other decisions out of the department in a timely way is another. Being consistent across the state in our decision making is is another key factor in people understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, And probably the final thing is encouraging people to submit comments to us, to provide us with input, with feedback, that's meaningful and relevant for the decisions that we make.
0: And you used a really interesting phrase, uh, varsity citizenship, was that it? <laughs> yes. What, what does that mean to
1: you? To me that means we're, we're at a time where what we do with environmental regulation is complex. It's fundamentally based on science. The science of the environment has grown. It has become much more complex by its nature. We are now detecting lower levels Um, in laboratories now. We are doing more toxicology studies. Um, We understand complex aquatic systems, large river systems, so we have to regulate to that. Um, In order to provide us with meaningful input, you have to do your homework. You can no longer just tell us that you would not like a pipeline in your backyard. We don't regulate that. What we do regulate are impacts to wetlands. What we regulate are um, earth moving activities that may impact surface waters. You need to give us comments about that and it frankly often requires experts. So varsity citizenship, you have to be ready <laughs> to take action, you have to be fully engaged with us at all all steps of our process, um, watch what we are doing, pay attention. And in my one point I think that I that I hope resonated is people that place applications before us have spent a lot of money and they've invested a great deal in those applications folks who want to engage in that process have to do a similar thing so we want public input we make better decisions based on it but we need it to be relevant
0: that kinda goes back to the education issue that you talked about too, DEP has a role uh, to play in helping citizens, you know, marshal those resources and get the information they need to, to be meaningful participants.
1: Yes. We need to be better in concentrating on getting information that is digestible to the average citizen that people can place in their context. So, for example, just knowing a permit number or trying to find a permit number related to activities going on near your house, it's, it's much easier to identify it on a GIS map. So we need to present information that way so that somebody doesn't need a translation device of some sort to look at the data and information that we collect every day and that we're basing our decisions on.
0: How are you going to do all of these things with the funding challenges that you're, you're dealing with?
1: Um, well, you know, I think our secretary, we're lucky in that we now have a secretary who actually was in charge of our agency's budget at one time, which is a remarkably complex beast so he truly understands it he also understands and has actually looked at a lot of the technology that we had that we were underutilizing. so in some cases the technology that we need to make things more transparent to get real information out to people we actually had for some period of time we are now using it fully we also have an improved CIO Um, our our information system um, officer is willing and capable of of helping us build a lot of these platforms and you have to prioritize it. I mean, that is really, he has prioritized these things and that is really his focus.
0: How do you think this message went over with this crowd tonight? You got uh, at least one really enthusiastic outburst of applause that I noted.
1: (laughs) Yes, I was really happy. Nobody walked out. That was my, (laughs) that was my bar. Um, I think it went over well. I was trying, you know, it's a, it's a very, um, mixed group. I think they all are here for a common purpose and intent, but it is a very mixed group audience. So I hope that they I hope that they took away that we really, my agency operates in the midst. I mean, it truly is the apex of, of a lot of um, public interest and, and business interest and political interest.
0: Well, thanks for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's Pennsylvania Legacies. You'll find all of our past episodes on the website at peckpa.org, where you can listen online, or you can subscribe in iTunes or SoundCloud. When you do, don't forget to rate and review. And, of course, send us your feedback. Drop an email to legacies at peckpa.org. Get in touch by Twitter at peckpa or like us on Facebook and give us a shout there. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson.